This is the Business Storytelling Show with Christoph Trapp. Name a top 20 storytelling podcast and a top 5% podcast globally. Christoph chats with thought leaders and experts to share tips and tricks that can help you tell your company's stories better to drive business results. Available wherever you listen to podcasts, live streamed on major social media channels, and part of the DB&A television network, available on most U.S. television sets and streaming on Roku and Amazon Fire. Here's Christoph with today's episode. Let's go. Hey, business storytellers. How's everyone doing? Thanks for joining us. Another live stream, Amazon Live, LinkedIn, YouTube, Twitter. I don't know what's going on with Twitter. They're taking the month off because Periscope is going away, but we are on all the other channels. So really happy to see you guys around. Any questions, any comments, I'll try to check in as our guests start talking here. Now, today we're going to talk about appearances. And if in case you didn't notice, I got a new haircut. This is not a joke for change. I really did. So I shaved my hair completely. I don't know if that was a good idea or a bad idea. I think my hairstylist likes it, but um, we'll see what she has to say about it. Um, really quickly, um, before we jump into the topic, but but how you want to look on your live streams is important. And I, you know, honestly, I'm getting more casual as older as I get. You know, I got these hoodies on now. Um, you know, I do a hundred different things. I do want to remind you that we are live streaming with Switcher Studio. Um, and that's, you know, use trap one. And of course, today's episode is presented by Lead Forensics. They're still giving away their sales books. That link is in the show notes on all the different channels. So check that out. But Switcher Studio to produce the shows really would appreciate if you check that out. And of course, the new book, it is out, How to Go Live um, on AuthenticStorytelling.net. And if you are watching on Amazon, it is currently highlighted in the bottom there. So last week, I was on vacation. And today's guest invited me to come on her show. And I packed a good shirt, just one. To go on vacation. And I'm sitting there. I'm looking as good as I can look. I was, you know, um, thinking about my appearance. But I would like to hear her tips today. What can we do to look the way we want to look? How much does appearance matter? What's the right appearance? I mean, I'm thinking about, you know, it changes over time. So today's guest, Britt Getty, Lim Banda, she has um, done live streams for um, several years, I don't know how many, um, but she's definitely um, has done them for a number of years. Her show is just highly produced, and I really enjoyed it. They, you know, I got that picture at the beginning with some music. Her show has like opening trailers, closing trailers, trailers in the middle. Fantastic experience. So let's get out of the green room. I think she is not using it, drinking any of the drinks in the green room. Haha, <laughs> we're all still remote. Thanks, COVID. There she is. How's it going today? Thanks for joining us. I'm very well, and thank you so much for inviting me onto your show. Really appreciate it. Thank you. Absolutely. And you are in, remind everyone where you are located. I'm in Cape Town, South Africa, which means I'm roughly about 60. You broke up a little bit there. So South Africa, I don't know if we had any other guests previously from South Africa, and it's um, certainly a lot later there than it is here. It's 3.12 Central Time 
Um, so not horrible. There it's what, 10, 12 p.m.? Yes, it is. Yes, it's quite, it's quite late in the evening for me, but it's not unusual. I tend to keep U.S. hours, um, okay. so it's not entirely unusual for me to be awake now. So you can do it. I'm, I better and get up early, I suppose. Um, so tell us about appearance. Like, why does it matter? How do we how do we look the way we want to look when it comes to live streams and and how? How do we approach that topic? You know, Christoph, I think my approach would be you need to figure out what it is that you're wanting to project outwardly. You know, it it depends. I mean, are you in the boardroom? Um, or, um, Or are you just stuck in a cubicle? You know, where do you fit? And that's that same would apply for live streaming. Um, you know, for example, if you were in a formal boardroom setting um, and you were meeting some very influential guests, would you rock up in sweatpants and old tacky shoes? I doubt that. And the same applies for your live streams. You know, why would you appear slovenly dressed um, if your broadcast is a formal one to a business community? So what I generally would do, for example, is if I am on a live stream with someone, I will go and check out what it is that they do, what is the, the broadcast about, you know, just get a sort of look and feel for it. But you also need to, to realize that when it comes to how you appear on camera, appearances matter because people are going to judge you from what they see. Um, and so if you are sort of sitting there not paying attention. I, I love this. This is kind of one of my, you know, sort of things that I really enjoy is watching people on camera because most people are not aware how sensitive the camera really is. For example, people can tell, irrespective of how you're dressed, it's important to show up and be attentive on camera. And every time you appear on camera, you are basically branding yourself, whether you think that or not. But you're branding yourself. The way you show up on camera um, tells people a lot about you. You know, are you paying attention? For example, I can tell if someone is sitting there and they're sort of thinking about the weather or dinner this evening or something you can tell by people's demeanor they don't realize it you can tell by their demeanor whether they are actually paying attention or whether their mind is a million miles um away and mm -hmm. so you want to be careful of those little nuances um when you appear on camera and you need to look in my opinion every time you appear on camera you need to see it as an opportunity you know what opportunities am i going to miss because of the way that I'm dressed or not dressed or how I appear on camera. You know, you could be missing out on an opportunity to have a new client for your boss to give you a promotion for mm -hmm. someone to offer you new opportunities. All those things, you know, you never know who is seeing you on camera. You know, this when we're live streaming, 
it's going out to everyone around the globe. You have no idea who's going to be watching that broadcast, whether it's now or two years from now or five years from now. So never miss that golden opportunity to look your best on camera. That's my take. I, I mean, it's a good take. And what's interesting too, so you can see me even when I'm not on screen, right? There's a little back back channel on. So if I'm sitting over here going, oh, whatever, you know, like what is she talking about? You can see that even though I think I'm not on camera, which is true. And that can also affect, you know, how our conversation goes forward. Of course, I would never do that. Everything you've said makes sense to me and it's good stuff. Um, but it's just something to be aware. People catch those uh, catch that body language. Now, about body language, my friends, I want to share this with you. This is my resting thinking phase. Grew up in Western Germ Western Europe, uh, in Germany, and you know, we have Germans have different body language than, let's say, the Northeast. Do you know what I mean? In the U.S., so it's just something to think about. Is just because I'm sitting here not smiling doesn't mean I'm not engaged. Uh, but I do, I do agree with you on another thing too. When so I did a podcast yesterday and just audio, right? Just from the, the vacation trip. I didn't live stream it. And the difference between you and me talking on screen and me looking at all these buttons, seeing if people are commenting, seeing what's going on, trying to pay attention, trying to look engaged because I got so much going on here, right? And um to compare to doing a podcast, it's night and day. Like this is stressful and a podcast was not stressful because it was just me talking and I could edit even though I didn't do that. Um, so you have to be, I mean, you do you agree or disagree with that? When you're on air, whether you dress correctly or not, you have to be on at a different level than you have to be on on a conference call when you don't say anything or even a podcast, an audio podcast, something like that, right? Oh yeah, it's it's it is completely different. Um, you know, there's you. For example, if you're on a podcast, you you don't have to worry so much about your outward appearance. Although, you know, you you do you don't want to be distracted when you're doing that either. For example, you don't want to be doing the laundry or the dishes while you're on a podcast. Um, you know, or busy with any other activity where it distracts your mind and you're not fully engaged. It's the same as with a live stream. Um, you know, you want to have your mind in the game, as they say, um, and so that you're completely focused on the conversation because it's very easy to miss something that someone says um, if you're not paying close attention. And so uh, that, to me, is a very important thing to not have your mind somewhere else, you know, get everything done that you need to do before your live stream. Don't be flying on the seat of your pants before you live streaming. Um, I always feel that you need to sort of get focused before you start a live stream or a podcast, anything for that matter, is just get your mind in the game so that you're fully there. Um, because otherwise I can't focus. <laughs> I'm, I'm just a focused kind of person. And, mm -hmm. uh, you know, even when I'm producing, even though there's a lot of moving parts when, you, when you're producing, I'm still super attentive to my guests um, and their needs and, you know, when things go wrong and so on. I must say I'm really enjoying the Switcher Studio um, <laughs> as a guest. 
<laughs> I think the guest the guest experience is fantastic. I you know, you'd shout out to to Switcher Studio on that one. Shout out to Switcher Studio. So you mean like the lower thirds coming on and graphics coming on and all those different things? Like that's what you're talking about? That's what you like about it? Or what what do you like about it? What I like about it is that I'm seeing both the live feed huh. and I'm seeing um, the green room feed, which I have not seen um, on any of the other platforms. Yeah. So, so even when you put me onto full screen, um, you know, I know that you haven't disappeared on me. You are there. You know, I know that you haven't walked away to go and grab a cup of coffee or whatever. You're in the studio. And so from a guest perspective, that is great. And I can see the output to the main screen. I, I really like that. Fantastic. We'll make sure we'll let Switcher Studio know. And of course, use Trap One. You get one month off. And just to show you really quickly, um, basically, this is how it looks on my iPad. That's how I'm producing it. Um, so it's, uh, I don't know, it's just kind of cool. I'm glad I ran across them over a year ago. Um, so when you say seat of your pants, so what does that mean? So some people would argue that I do stuff on the seat of my pants. But I mean, we talked about, here's what we want to talk about. Here's the rough, very rough outline agenda. But we didn't, we didn't have questions. We didn't have plans, which sounds a good idea. But, but here's my opinion. If you have your own live stream or you have your own podcast or you are on shows all the time, I don't know why I need to have a pre-call with anybody. Do you know what I'm saying? Like you do this all the time, like not just you, but really any expert out there that, you know, like Mark Schaefer is coming on the show about his latest book. I don't, he doesn't need to talk to me about what we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about his book. Like, do you know what I mean? Like he's ready. So what's the, where's that fine line between having an organic account to talk about and preparing, especially with guests, you know, I mean, not everybody is a um, an expert like you who, who who does these things all the time. Uh, where do you find that line? I know it is a fine line. Um, I must say, you know, generally speaking, most of my guests are not live streaming experts, um, and so they don't know anything about live streaming. And so I do do that pre-interview, but not really to go over their um, the kind of soap. And I really just want to get a feel for the kind of person they are and whether they're the kind of person I want to have on my show. Um, but also to get the tech side of things right, because most people don't know how that works. And um, and so, you know, I want my guests to look their best on camera because I want a great output for myself and for them. Um, I want to be able to sort of say to them, you know, here's my video and I'd like you to put it onto your website. And I want them to feel um, proud of what that output is like. So for that to happen, I need to have a session with them to make sure they know how to frame themselves on camera. They know how the lighting, you know, best lighting works. You know all that stuff. I don't know, you know, we don't have to go over that with each other. But for, you know, other guests, um, I had a conversation with people that, in, that are in mainstream media, for example, who are now stuck. I mean, we've got a huge 
um, advantage over them because we've been using the live streaming technology for so long. They're not used to this sort of setup. And so they don't appear very well on camera um, because they don't have their, you know, usual TV crew with them. Yeah. Um, but we've got that advantage because we already know what to do. We've been doing it for so long. Um, so, yeah, but when I talk about prepared, you know, getting back to, to, to that, it, it never has to be, uh, you know, I have a script for my shows to some extent, but it's not something that I would stick to verbatim. It's, it's really just having ideas uh, and a framework, really. That to me is being prepared. It's having a framework for your show um, and not to have it fully scripted because, you know, fully scripted shows, people can tell that you're reading a script and it doesn't seem natural and it doesn't seem authentic. Um, and I think people will disengage if if they sense that you, mm-hmm. you're not being natural or normal or whatever. So, you know, I don't want to go there. That's not the kind of thing that we I want to put out. Um, I want to have real conversations that people can relate to and engage with. That's kind of where I'm at uh, in terms of um, being prepared. And, um, you know, sometimes you do fly by the seat of your pants. It, it does happen. I've often, you know, and I often say to people, if you want to get into live streaming, go follow people who have been doing it for a long time. Listen to their shows. And if you ever get the opportunity to get onto someone's show, grab that opportunity with both hands. Literally, mm-hmm. yes, you are then flying by the seat of your pants, technically speaking, because there was no preparation. I did that so many times in the beginning. Um, you know, when I was watching someone's show and they said, hey, we'd like to, to try someone. If you're a guest, would you like to jump on? I used to raise my hand every single time. And that's how I gained on-camera confidence but it also helped with my branding because now I was being introduced to that person's audience. I have met so many, I've met so many people on live streams. It's unbelievable. In fact, right now, because of all this COVID craziness, you know, I mean, this is like the only way we, we socialize anymore, <laughs> you know, thanks for joining me for afternoon water. <laughs> I mean, but it is right to an extent. So what's interesting to me though, is when you do so when I had podcast when I did podcasts only sometimes I had guests on especially when they pitched to me and I think I had three episodes where people um didn't uh well we didn't publish the episode because it was just horrible horrible like they were all over the place they didn't like one person coughed every sentence I'm like I'm not spending my next week editing out every sentence. You know what I'm saying? Like it was just, it it was not good. But on the live streams, I don't think I've had a really bad live stream yet. The conversation always was interesting for some reason. Like we talked about something interesting. So I don't know. Do you think that's because people understand it's live? And sometimes when, when you're not live, they think, oh, we can just edit that. And by we, they mean I can, whether that's, you know, whether I'm going to do it or not is a different question. But is that helping us create better content or is that just kind of, am I imagining that? I think, you know, I mean, COVID's done us a huge big favor to some extent. 
um, in that people are more attuned to appearing live on camera and they know that it's in real time. Because prior to that, people were a lot more hesitant to jump onto camera than they are now, I find anyway. Mm -hmm. um, so COVID's done us a favor in that respect. But um, I am finding that I've had over the years probably two bad guests only, which isn't a bad ratio considering I've done about over a thousand live streams. So to have had sort of two bad guests isn't, isn't too bad at all. Um, and that was simply sort of people who don't answer the question. <laughs> And, and go off on a different tangent. You know, it's like you almost want to say, did, did you even hear me <laughs> ask the question? Um, you know, and just sort of take it on a different, in a different direction than what you had intended it. And that to me is just rude, actually. <laughs> but So what's interesting though about that comment, I mean, of course, we don't want you to name who they are. Um, so when I think of that comment is, so I've had some bad guests and usually, actually, the way I kind of, um, I you know, I okay, I'm okay if they go off on a tangent as long as it's relevant to the audience and the topic. Because I don't know, maybe you know where they're going. Maybe it's interesting. Who knows? When Marcus Sheridan was on the show, we told, went on a totally different tangent together, and you know, people, nobody said, "Oh my goodness, what are you guys doing?" Um, but I, but I think some of the bad guests, bad, not horrible, but a little bit rougher to work with are the people that don't make it a conversation. And what they do is like they interrupt you, they jump in because they think it's their show, but it's not their show, right? It's my show. So if I like, you're not going to be very happy if we were on the air here for 30 minutes and I'm talking myself for 25 and you got five minutes or three minutes because there's a two minute intro. But at the end of the day, right, we're both here sharing our knowledge, sharing our experiences and, and trying to have a conversation. So I think sometimes those are probably the hardest ones when I, I'm still sharing a story and they just go, and, and then they tell their story and I didn't even finish my story. So, but I don't know if the audience even notices. I notice, but I don't know if the audience, do you think the audience would notice? I think they do. I think that yeah. audiences are incredibly intuitive and they do pay attention to nuances like that. I, I certainly do. You know, I'm, I'm always stressing that in order to be a good interviewer, you need to learn to listen very, very well. Listen more than you talk. <laughs> you know, I mean, you want to ask questions so that you can get your guests to talk not so that you can overrun the conversation. And it is a conversation, you know, after all, it's a two-way street. So um, so you want to make sure that you do give your guest a chance to, to speak and that you listen. Um, I'm definitely wouldn't like to be in a situation where I am talking for 25 minutes and my guest who has taken the time and effort to be in the show with um, is sitting there listening to listening to me waffle because after all I invited the guest there for that purpose. Yeah. I think it's I pretty know. rude if you do that. There's different types, right? So my show is pretty much pretty standard, and if you watch any of my shows, they're pretty much follow the same format. Um, but I was on Karen 
Quick's show on Amazon. And so here's what she does. And so your show is a little bit different too, because you have different things flying in. And I don't know if you call them segments internally, but it kind of feels like segments a little bit. And, um, but Karen's show is like this. She has four segments. She talks to me or the author, whoever, and then she talks about a product. And then she talks about the, to the person talks about um, the person again. So if you don't know that when you go on, it's kind of weird, right? So you have to be aware. What's the setup? What's the flow? Because I mean, she, she was talking about interesting stuff, but had I not known that it would have been like, why are we talking about sunglasses or a ring light or whatever? Right. That's not part of, but so you got to kind of know. So I agree with you. You have to, figure out what's the style what's their uh what's the format how do they you know are they um fun for lack of a better term or you know those kind of things shows does it get any easier after 500 (laughs) i think you know in the beginning it it was really difficult it took a lot more it still it still requires energy when you're when you're broadcasting because you have to although you're speaking naturally you kind of speaking just a little bit above your normal natural tempo so it does take a little bit more energy so after an hour's live stream you will feel a little tired that's normal um but yes, it definitely gets you, you feel more comfortable. You know, in the beginning, you feel really stupid talking to a camera and you don't know where to look and it feels uncomfortable and you hate the sound of your voice. We all start there. Um, but it kind of grows on you eventually, it becomes second nature to the point where you don't even give it a second thought. So if somebody said to me, hey, I've got a show, um, you know, and my guest hasn't pitched do you mind jumping on camera with me? I wouldn't hesitate. I wouldn't even give it a second thought. Yeah. Um, whereas in the beginning, you'd kind of like, no, I can't do that. I ain't ready. You know, I need some time to prepare for this. So, yes, it definitely does get easier. Um, you know, your camera confidence, I think, builds. You. I always liken it to driving a car, Christopher. <laughs> you know, <laughs> When you learn to drive a car in the big world, well, for me anyway, you know, when you first get into the car, it feels overwhelming. It feels like the mm-hmm. car is going to control you. But the more experienced the driver you become, you <laughs> learn that even though this is a powerful machine, you can actually control it. And to me, live streaming is pretty much the same thing. Um, yeah. You know, it's a beast that you can control and you can get really comfortable with it. Much as, you know, if, I mean, we have stick gears yeah. I don't know what you drive. Automatic. But <laughs> <laughs> autopilot. So, you know, you, you eventually, you know, if you're driving a, a, goal, a car with a stick gear, you, you don't even give it a thought. You do it intuitively, yeah. naturally. And so live streaming becomes like that. You don't even give it a second thought eventually. It, it does take a little bit of time. And, you know, the other thing I want to mention to people, the um, – the, so there's always technology issues that can happen. But the key to keep in mind is the simpler you can make it. So I'll give you an example. So I wasn't on in I was I didn't show up on time. I was a minute late or two, maybe even. 
And so, you know, but so I saw your message saying you're ready, et cetera, et cetera. And I was upstairs. I just went downstairs, sat down, click, click on the air. We're done. Right. That's it. But it didn't always used to be that way. Right. The mic is right here. The light is right there. I got my app right here for Amazon. I, I monitor LinkedIn over here. Um, so figure out the technology of what works for you. And even last week when I was on your show, I had a tripod with me. I always have it with me anyways. I put my phone on the thing and it, it was not a big hassle. So you know, the more you can minimize the technology issues that can pop up, the easier it can be. So you can focus on having a good conversation. Um, so it's, it's good to hear. I don't know how many I've done. Hundreds, not thousands, I don't think, but definitely in the hundreds. Um, what other tips do you have for people? I mean, it doesn't mean we always have to dress up, right? We just have to look the way we no. want to look. And, um, you know, how about framing? You, you don't have to you don't have to be dressed up, you know, but framing to me is the important thing. Um, I've got a, a bee in my bonnet <laughs> about always trying to um, be framed in the same way as my guest is on screen. In other mm -hmm. words, you know, I don't want to be, I don't want to have one person be at the bottom of the, of the frame and the other one is right on top. Um, you know, it, it just looks disproportionate on screen. Um, and so I always take the time to get my guests framed well. Um, you know, if it's someone that's been on my shows before, they kind of know the drill. And uh, we usually have an arrangement to meet in the green room 15 minutes before we go live. So we can just check that everything works well. But, you know, it's little things like uh, your lighting, for example, that can make a massive difference. Some people think, well, you know, I need to upgrade my camera. Before you even think of upgrading your camera, let's see if we can fix the lighting because that can make such a huge difference just getting the, the lighting right and again that's not somebody something people generally will know unless you make them aware of that um, and then also you know whatever it is they've got in their going on in their background you want to make sure that your background isn't going to distract from your topic now for example I often use a green screen mm -hmm. um, there are times when I don't but more often than not um, I do. And, um, you know, and, and so, and the reason for that is because it depends on the show that I'm doing, but I kind of, you know, I really like the green screens. And again, a word of caution, a lot of people because of zoom and the pandemic, um, people are not aware of the, the little, nuances that you need to fix in order to use a green screen effectively it's not just a matter of choosing some random picture mm -hmm. you know um you know, got to make sure that your lighting is right and that it works for you um and even then you know the angle of your camera for example just something simple like that makes a huge difference um i find that a lot of people are using the webcams on their laptop, for example. And I think the natural inclination for most of us when we're typing on our laptop is to push the screen away from us. 
And what we don't realize is that when we're using that same laptop to go on camera, if your screen is angled back the way you normally would when you're typing, it will result in you getting that up your nose kind of look when you're on camera. And that's not a very um, flattering look at all. And yeah. so a simple adjustment is to pull the screen towards you. you. You obviously know this, but for the sake of people watching, is to simply pull the screen towards you. In fact, slightly a little bit more than um, it being at 90 degrees, just slightly the other way is going to give you the best uh, effect. And apart from that, just raise your laptop onto a box or something. Um, and I always tell people something that they don't notice is if you're wanting to frame yourself correctly, have a look in your camera what your background looks like. So if you see, if you can see your ceiling, then your framing's wrong. You don't want to be seeing um, the ceiling because then, mm -hmm. then you're having that up your nose kind of look. Yeah, unless you're really tall. But I, I mean, I agree with you. So I'm sitting down currently, but I got a stand and stand up desk. And sometimes I stand during the day. But I like, I do like the sitting position better because the camera kind of looks down on me. You can see my surroundings a little bit, um, you know, and it looks like you can see where I am, right? So it's not just, um, you, you know, it's a place. And so I kind of like that, but but absolutely, the whole looking up people's noses, I think that's a very common thing. I don't know why, unfortunately. Um, I always, so I don't I don't use my, my life for anything. You know, I got a 4K camera up here, and then the iPad, of course, has a camera. Um, would you, I mean, is not, or maybe it is when we first start, I guess, or, or how do you feel about that? You know, when you start, I always say to people, the more important thing is that that you start and yeah, start with what you have. You know, don't get hung up on the technology because the technology is always going to change. And you know it, you know, we're never satisfied with what we have. We're always going to want to um, improve our setup. Technology is going to change. The cameras are going to get better. Everything's going to get better. So it's always a work in, in progress. So start off where you are um and brand yourself you would want to invest into at least a good webcam um you know because the, the 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 cameras the built-in cameras on the laptops are generally not good enough for a live for live streaming purposes it's okay for doing you know zoom meetings um teams or google meets or whatever it's 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 great for that, but if you're wanting to produce a live streamed show in a webcam, a proper webcam, um, and it doesn't have to be the most expensive, you know, you can you can gradually sort of get down to 4K cameras. In other words, don't sort of feel well. Christoph's using a 4K camera, so I can't start until I have a 4K camera. But it, you didn't start off with one. <laughs> You know that was a work in progress. So don't let the technology hold you, hold you back. Um, <clears throat> and in fact, I would almost venture to say, if you if it's a budgetary concern, um, then focus on good sound first, because people will forgive 
a picture that's less than clear if they can hear you clearly. But people are going to click away from your broadcast if they're struggling to hear you if your sound is not clear. It's so very, I would say start there. It's very true. And I'll, I'll respond to that in a minute. But before I do, because I have it up here, I want to show this to you. So this is LinkedIn. You can see that right at the bottom of the screen there. And um, LinkedIn. So everybody is currently pushing live video. All these networks are. So this is my live, my LinkedIn profile right here. This is the first time I've seen this. So you know how typically it has my profile picture up here? Now it has yes. our live stream. Look at that. That's crazy. That is amazing. Oh, my goodness. I was, I was wondering, where did you find that? Like, how does that happen? It's automatic because I just, I just literally posted that here. And I I was just, I went over, I was going to look at something. So I have another window open with the live stream. So I'm kind of keeping an eye on things there. And then I had another tab. I was like, what's in that tab? And so basically, yeah, it's, it, I don't know. It's just, so my point is, if you are not on the live streaming bandwagon, hop on. Right now is the time to do it. LinkedIn is highlight. I mean, you got to apply to be on LinkedIn. I get it. You might not be. Uh, approve. But at the end of the day, it, they're all highlighting these things. Everybody is. Everybody wants life, life, life. And it's an easy way, not easy, but easier than other ways currently, in my opinion, to kind of get your message out there. And now they're putting the live stream on the top of my LinkedIn profile. That's unbelievable. So, right? I mean, it never, never amazes, uh, ends to amaze me what's going on. So really quickly, I agree with you. Don't let all these excuses get in your way to get started. Just get started. Um, how about topics? Like, how should people decide what they're going to talk about? I mean, do they need to stay around a topic? Um, or what's, like, how do you feel about that? What's a good strategy? Well, you know, first of all, stay away from trying to do selling online you know, that needs to, you, you want to build relationships because building relationships is what's going to lead to, to sales. Um, you know, that old saying of building no like and trust, there isn't any faster way to, to building that sort of rapport with people um, than meeting online face-to-face. -face. It's the closest thing you're going to get to an in-person meeting I have built so many relationships and friend, friendships with people over the years. I have never met them in person, never. Mm -hmm. um, I had one instance where I had a purely online relationship with someone for about a period of two years. And we then met at a conference. And, you know, Christoph, it, it, it felt so natural. You know, I gave her a hug. We gave each other a hug. Mm -hmm. um, because it, it, it felt like we already had a real-life friendship, even though we hadn't met in real life. Um, and that speaks to the power of, of live video, um, and, and which is also why um, I think we all preach be yourself. <laughs> you know, be your natural self when you're, when you're online. Unless you're a jerk. Don't be a jerk. <laughs> um, but... Yes, I agree. Just kind of be yourself. Just enjoy the time. And of course, today we don't hug anymore because of COVID, even when we see each other. 
um, or shake hands or anything, but uh, crazy, crazy times. Um, of course, BeLiveMedia.com is where people can find you. Uh, what's the name of the show again? Remind people to check that out if you could. The show I'm currently running weekly is called Writer's Corner Live. Um, and then apart from Writer's Corner Live, that show has been running for almost three years now. Um, the other show I run is simply called The Conversation. Um, and I really like the name The Conversation because it can be with anyone and about any topic, you know, talking about topics. Um, I, 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 when it comes to choosing topics, find something that your audience, that is of interest to your audience, you know, and, and you don't have to be an expert on the topic either. Invite someone, you know, if it's, if it's a topic that you find interesting, Hmm. invite someone to be a guest on your show and um and that's a great way for you to find out more about the topic and let them talk listen ask your questions that's your your um you know moment where you can sort of have a free consultation if you were um yeah. by by inviting somebody that you'd like to know more about it, it is so true every time i have anybody on i always learn something sometimes you know, a few times, few things even. So I, I always joke and some guests don't like it, but I say, if nobody would listen to the show, at least I learned something. People are listening to the show, but at the end of the day, I'm learning something as well. Hey, it was great to have you on the show. Thanks again for having me on your show last week. And thanks for joining us today and sharing all your knowledge and wisdom when it comes to live streaming. Really appreciate you staying up late. No problem. Thanks for having me. I really had fun. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, everyone, for listening and watching. Until next time. That's a wrap. Thanks for tuning in. Please rate and review our show on your favorite podcast channels. And don't forget to share this episode with your networks. We appreciate you. Until next time, let the best stories win. Stories win.